Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hello, everybody. Todd here. And I just wanted to let you guys know that we will be doing our very first live show this year at Panic Film Festival in Kansas City on April 15th at 1 p.m. Tickets are available right now at panicfilmfest.com. And please come see your favorite power thruple at Panic Fest in Kansas City on April 15th. This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Andrew, Sunzi, Stephanie, Wolfric, Natasha, Laura, Sophia, Garotica, Vance, Cody, Boezy, Jeremy, Brother, Ali, Nathan, Jennifer with a PH, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Alex, Isaac, and Karoon. But because it's that special time of the month, we also get to shout out our You Can Get It level sponsors, and they are Wendy, Alyssa, Sarah, Dharma, Grace, Stephanie, Amanda the Playwright, Leo, Alexandra, Emily, Brooklyn, Tori, Eli, Bryce, Sean, Logan, Dominic, Jamie, Alex, Shayna, Ali, Dr. Voorhees, MD, Matt, Megan, Amelia, Maxwell, Liza, Lisa, Courtney, AJ, Spider-Gwen, Lisa, Rock Donkey, Irene, Naomi, Bex, Mallory, Laura, Cameron, Kaylee, Casey, Daisy, Jackie, Alisa, Mushroom Snail Fox, Jennifer, and Michelle. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of the Horror Virgin community. If you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we hang out with dolls daily. I got punched by what? a guy at work this week. A coworker or someone you utilizing your help. services? Yeah. yeah. Someone someone we were trying to help. Okay. Okay. And then like the next day they were like, "Hey, do you need a debrief?" And I was like, "I prefer to boxers." <laughs> <laughs> This is why I always get in trouble. I was going to say, did, did that person go, we put him in charge of things. Why did we do that? It's amazing you don't have children with those level of dad jokes. I was really proud of it, too. Like, I, like, went around and told all the Mikey, different groups at the office. How I know. could you not be proud of it? It's a perfect joke. This is not appropriate for the workplace. <laughs> Jokes in the workplace should be better than that. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, the listeners made us watch Dead, Dead Silence. Silence. 
So was this the first time you guys had seen this movie? Yes. Same for me. What about you, Paige? No, oh, this is my first time. Okay. I remember seeing the cover of this film a lot. So like I'd been aware of this movie, but like had never had a desire to watch it. And even after digging into fun facts, I don't even think the people who made this want to watch it. <laughs> I think I, I'm going to compare this Malignant, not because I liked it as much as Malignant. just Because, because Malignant's so much better. Well, I've just not seen a modern horror movie remind me of an 80s movie as much as this, except for Malignant, where like... Sure, I get that. I was like, it's like they time-traveled Jason Stackhouse into an 80s movie, and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, nothing makes sense. No one even owns a cell phone. This is also pre-Jason Stackhouse, because I thought this was happening at the same time as Is it pre-Jason Stackhouse? This is pre-True Blood. Wow. Jason what, year Stackhouse. This, what year did this come out? This came out 2007. Yeah, True Blood doesn't come out until, like, I think until 2007. So I think he just barely... It's got to be around the same time. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. He, he did it right before, I think. Okay, so this is before smartphones. It is, but the cell phones were definitely a thing. Uh, True Blood was 2008. Yeah, so it literally was right after this. Yeah. But so, like, nothing makes sense in the whole film. Like, nothing. Nothing makes sense. And I'm like, why does he have to get on a boat to go to the theater? Is this, like, Viennese? Well, Viennese? <laughs> Viennese? it's Vienna, first off. Viennese. Venice. You're thinking of Venice. <laughs> I did wonder why, like, the local town theater, first off, was, like, a Broadway-level theater and <laughs> yes. had a fucking moat. Like, what is happening? I don't know. Like, here's the thing. As far as, like, a spooky locale, an old theater with a moat, can't top it. Oh, that is yeah. absolutely great. But they have to have built that. Like, there is no <laughs> right? moated theater anywhere. In a one stoplight town, though? In a one, I know, I know. <laughs> There's no way it would exist. But then my favorite part about it is that, like, he's like, Oh, Henry's going to meet us here. I'm like, bruh, bruh. There is only a couple boats and you already took them. Where? How do you think he got that? Do you think that old man swam? What are you doing? No. Also, okay, this is going to sound bad. If your wife has dementia and keeps going into the cellar, get a lock. Is she his wife? The movie never establishes. I assumed wife as well. I assumed wife. Or it doesn't matter. It could be wife. I thought it could be younger sister. I'm going to go ahead we and say. We don't know. We don't fucking know. Fine, Paige. Agreed. If you are a caregiver for someone who right. is suffering from dementia Correct. and they keep wandering into the cellar, padlock Lock the, the fucking damn door. Cellar. Yeah. yeah. I honestly just couldn't get over like the opening credits. I was like, oh, they're terrible and they're like five and a half minutes long. I know. And it's so like hyper serious, but like close ups of dolls and stuff. Like this whole movie is hyper serious. <laughs> it takes itself so seriously. And I think that's why I think it's a good Mikey movie because like they swing. They did oh, hard. so hard. And I was like. They swing hard. I think that this movie is very dumb, but I it's love so it. Dumb. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so not dumb. scary at all. No, it's not scary oh, at all. I found parts of it pretty scary. I won't rate it nearly as high as I did last week, but this definitely wasn't like a one for me. No, me, man. It was exciting on the excitement scale. I get it up there because what that tongue do? You know oh, what I'm saying? Hell yeah. What a, <sighs> what a dumb backstory. Oh, Mary. <laughs> Mary Shaw. <laughs> lady if she didn't have such a great tongue maybe she could have had kids of her own you know <laughs> here's my thing i feel like the difference between this and malignant is that malignant is wild all the way through it's wild from the jump yes and then in the third act it's like oh you thought we were done no and then it ups the ante to the craziest thing you could ever think oh yeah this movie 
is super serious about things that they should maybe have more of a sense of humor about until the third act when it's like, oh, you thought we were done? This is this is kind of in line with what we've been doing, and it's just the dumbest version. Let <laughs> yeah. me sum that up. Malignant made an 80s film on purpose. Yeah, I think yeah, so. This <laughs> film did it on accident. Yeah. So it was kind of a lightning in the bottle. And I was like, I could see the writer being like, I wrote this town, this like creepy backstory. And I'm like, there, there are two people in this town. I'm going to blow a fun fact for you. Okay, so, blow it. So this is James Wan and Lee Winnell. Yeah. And Lee Winnell was so upset by this script and the final product that he never wrote this way again. He wrote everything on spec after. So like, okay. apparently <laughs> the studio came to them with like, this is our idea and then they had to write based on the studio's idea. And then the studio meddled until it was fucking nuts, right? And so that's why Lee Winnell has only ever written on spec after. That makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Because it feels like that. It feels like it's not as good as Saw or the other movies we've seen that they had their hand in. Right. So like, that makes complete sense to me, Paige. I would say Lee Winnell's movies got progressively better e mm -hmm. easily. And you can point to things like Invisible Man and shit like oh, that yeah. that are amazing. I feel the same about James Wan. Yeah, and so... I think that was the right choice <laughs> to yeah. no longer write to studio notes. But that's what happened with this movie. And I think that's part of why it's fucking nuts. This movie is crazy. Yes. Well, because I was like, I see the bones of what I think would be a good horror story there. And I was like, they just don't build anything around it. No, there, there's so many like chances for this to be terrifying and instead it's this weird backstory that everyone's so devoted to that makes no fucking sense and so like that's what they build the scares around and i'm like you don't think ventriloquist dummies are inherently terrifying like you could have had a chucky ass dummy like running around and that would have been amazing and no we don't i was a little disappointed that the dummy didn't actually come to life and do stuff like yeah that would have been like i guess he sort of does like we see eye movements right we see head movements but we never see him like run across and stab someone with a knife or right tongue rip their tongue out tongue or whatever fuck she someone's does face to death. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say it but that's essentially what they're doing right that's how I right. want to go but like I didn't <laughs> want Mary Shaw doing that especially because that makes the reveal very confusing but also it's so it confusing. would be way more fun if it was the dummy doing it and yeah. by the dummy I don't mean Jason Stackhouse although he is a dummy <laughs> in this movie I mean the actual ventriloquist dummy I would be fine if Mary Shaw was like making more dolls and possessing them all and like had to jump between dolls but like showing her as a dementor also ruins that well and also the, the scariest <laughs> <laughs> the scariest part of her part of the myth we don't learn until the fucking end and I'm like this is so terrifying you could have been using it the whole time and it's that once she kills you she has your voice yeah and she really only uses Henry like she kind of does that in the beginning she but we don't understand why too, yeah once once we understand why it's way scarier and now you know all these people are dead and she's tricking people but then she only really uses it that one time for Henry which he shouldn't have fallen for because of the fucking boats but it is Jason Stackhouse so you know he is a dummy yeah he is kind of a dummy yeah. here's what I love about this film Mary Shaw, what that tongue do, right? Right. The fact that the coroner was like, she put in her will, she wanted me to turn her into a doll, so I did. And like, no questions right? asked. <laughs> 
I love that about this film. Oh, yeah. I love how the coroner will just yes and any request in a will. We have five different scenes in the same corner of a cellar. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I love that. Did they all shoot him at the same time? I wanted the whole behind the scenes. I thought this was like a commentary on like 2008 and like the collapse of the economy and stuff. What? Now you've just told me this takes place beforehand. You thought there was any metaphor baked into this no, horror no, no, version not of like a Sesame metaphor. Street tale? This is hard beforehand, and this was made when the collapse and the crash had not happened yet, so things were still good. Yes. So when they go into the town and everybody's like going She's out of business, I was like, the oh, town. Like- She's killed everyone in town and had to start outsourcing. She literally has killed at least a hundred people, right? Because there are a hundred dolls. Yeah. I love. That the dad being a dummy has telegraphed so far in advance. Oh, it's telegraphed literally the first time you see the stepmom. Yes. I thought she was doing it just for the money, though. Honestly, I didn't realize Same. that that was Mary Shaw. I, was I like, thought she was mailing the dolls. Oh, like, I'm going to use <laughs> yes. this ghost yeah. to get the money. Yeah. So here's my thing. Okay. I thought, because they, they abandoned the stepmother within the story for an hour, an hour at least, where she's just not on screen, right? Yeah. But the first time we met her, I was like, something's off with her. Something's crazy. And then as the movie progresses, I'm like, I think that dad might be dead. Something's off. But then you dismiss it because you're like, no, that would be too stupid. Uh, But then (laughs) as the movie goes, when they reveal at the end, I was just like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck this crazy movie. I loved it, though. This is not even a fun reveal and it would have been more fun if we had gotten it 20 minutes earlier instead of two minutes <laughs> yes. before credits yeah i i another thing i love is they're like oh my god i'm so glad you're back yes. yeah but i am sorry your wife died and like i was like <laughs> oh oh yo that had like porn hub acting vibes to me she hugs him out of the blue introduces herself as his stepmother and then is like why don't you come on in? I was like, okay, that's an invitation for something else. Did you bring the pizza with the extra sausage? <laughs> yeah, I thought for sure there was going to be something like that. And then she's like at the funeral standing behind him. But then here's the thing. So they don't introduce the idea of creating the perfect doll. Like they they put it in the credits and then they kind of like pepper it in at the very end. I'm like, how much scarier would this be if we got that reveal at the end of act two, beginning of act three, and now he has to basically defeat the ventriloquist version of Mithrigan. Like, what? God, that would have been amazing. That would make this malignant. Like, then you've, like, because end of act two, beginning of act three is when we find out that she has a full-ass person on her back in malignant and starts running backwards. Like, we needed that moment in this movie, and we don't get it. I I thought we did get that moment where this big tongue. But two minutes before the credits roll. When that tongue licked his face up and down, I was like, I'm here for all of this. No. I was like, Mary Shaw, I bet you could have married some dads back in the day with that thing going on. She was using too much tongue, Mikey, and too much tongue can ruin a good thing. Too much tongue on the face, Paige. Too much tongue in general. It depends on how you're using that tongue. You got to be careful with how you're using that tongue. I'm going to respectfully disagree. Well, you're the one who kisses interesting, so we can't take your... Todd only uses tongue, like Mary Shaw. Todd is all tongue. I lead with tongue. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a snake where he tastes the air. Is that why they do that? Yeah. (laughs) I was today years old when I found out why snakes be like... (laughs) 
<gasps> you mean you didn't know why your brethren did what they do? Yeah. Brethren? Yeah. You're like a snake. You taste the air. And also my tongue is forked. I mean, that could come in handy. <laughs> or my tongue is for forking. That's what I should have said. Oh, there you go. There you That's go. That's the joke. All right. So uh, maybe we should get into this movie so we can go through it scene by scene, question mark? Yes. I just need to talk about the worst detective detective. Oh, you mean the Wahlberg <laughs> yeah, yeah. who didn't commit a hate crime? Donnie Wahlberg? Yeah. <laughs> Whose name is the same as his name in Band of Brothers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think you guys know. If there had been a ventriloquist dummy on 9-11, you know, it wouldn't have happened. Well, that's not the Wahlberg who said that, right? (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) That is his brother and co-owner of Wahlburgers. Wahlburgers, which I've never been to, but I am curious enough to try the next time I'm near one. We don't have any here, so I haven't tried it, but yeah. I would try that. I'd try it. Sure. But like, I'll bring a fun fact. All right. If your wife is murdered under mysterious circumstances in (laughs) your home, (laughs) they don't let you go back four hours later. To the apartment and then take evidence, material evidence in the case, and then drive it out of the city. Like, all he'd be in jail so fast. Oh, yeah. He would be in an interrogation room for 24 hours at least. Yeah. And the fact that he just like treats the doll like with respect at any point after. Because he knows. He's like, I think the doll's involved in my wife's death. I know. I'm going to put it in the backseat. He tells the cops immediately and then doesn't immediately go home when they release him for no reason and then yeah. burn the doll. Yeah. It's Todd, a wooden your, doll. Your philosophy is actually the cure to all of this, which is if he would have burned everything in the first place, I think he'd have been okay. Honestly, cross the moat with a bunch of gasoline, set the theater alight, and then call it a night. <laughs> that was an unfortunate rhyme, but it's true. He needs to burn uh, burn the Viennes down. Viennes is not a word. Vienna. Oh Vienna. Vienna. No, that's the southern Vienna. It's this whatever town this is. I mean, this this is Ravens something. Birdland. Uh, but isn't it more fun to call it Viennes? No. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Just because it sounds too much like peeing. Ah, it's Ravens Fair. I just checked my notes. Ravens yeah. Fair. Here was my thing that I, because I watched this a day before you guys did, because I thought we were recording yesterday. Uh, I have spent the last like day noodling on the fact that a ring camera or some sort of other security system like that would have solved this case immediately. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because it would have showed when he left the house and when he came back and like who was inside and any triggered alarms in the house. So he would have his alibi would have been like concrete, basically. Well, that's assuming that they lock down the time of death to the exact right time and they normally can't get that close. So they would assume he went out for Chinese food to establish an alibi, came back and killed his wife and then called the cops. Well, but remember, he calls. I know. So like he calls and there's cameras in your house. Not back then. Cameras in whose house? Not back then. But if you have like a nest system, you can include like internal cameras in your house. Yeah. And then you can hand them over and then show yourself hiding evidence like Aaron Rodriguez. (laughs) Exactly. But it would have shown him coming back and discovering her dad and not being there when she died. So like. Yeah. I have outside cameras. I don't have inside cameras. I don't have inside cameras either. They make me nervous. They make me nervous as well. Yeah. Uh, But also, what if I want to 
want to commit like an Aaron Rodriguez level crime. Well, then you don't want them inside. We've already don't been over want this. Them inside. I mean, like the battery was low. A lot of your motivations for doing things are like, or not doing things are too close to, I may need to commit murder at some point, And I don't want to do never that because know, it'll make Todd. it easier to catch me. Todd, what if you have to commit murder? Why would you murder anybody? It could so be self-defense, self-defense like the fugitive. I know that's the example. We I did kill time, my wife. I don't care. <laughs> Mikey see they don't care Todd they don't care the wheels of justice grind people up they're just trying to catch someone they're not actually trying to see if it's the right one. Oh, are are you looking for me to like defend cops because that's not no, gonna happen no of course not okay. <laughs> I didn't expect I was that like, yeah they do be doing that though <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> yeah no I wasn't looking to Todd to be like no pr- prison privatization is good and the, yeah. ind- the prison industrial complex is a-okay no, I well, was not I mean, looking it's not that. bad Nobody wants to work anymore. No. (laughs) Carceral system is modern day slavery. Talk about it. Anyway. Yeah. uh, Should we talk about this movie? I said that like 15 minutes ago. Absolutely we should. Let's get into it. Who would you murder first is all I'm saying. Jason Stackhouse because he's an idiot in this movie. How dare you? There's a shortage of perfect abs in this world. (laughs) It would be a pity to damage his. I'll buy you some King's Hawaiian rolls. It's fine, Paige. He's got some Hawaiian rolls. He does. In this movie, we don't see him shirtless at all. We don't see the Hawaiian rolls. We got to wait for True Blood for that. And thank God True Blood gave it to us in spades. Wait, I, I wrote this down, but I forgot to mention it in my list of things I loved. Donnie Wahlberg unburies 100 dolls. Yes. Yeah, he takes yeah, up yeah. all one. Do you know how Mikey, long that would take? Is, it, yeah, it would take <laughs> days. Like days. It would take so long, Paige. A hundred dolls? And the movie just throws it dolls? at you like it's serious police work. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's it's Wicker Man levels them all of police up. work, but he was what? so into it. It is Wicker Man levels of police work done by a police department of one. There is never anyone else outside that one female officer he sexually assaults, question mark, before interviewing uh, Jason Harasses, not assaults. That's fair. Harasses. Yeah, sexually harasses. Okay, there was a point at which I walked away uh, to get a glass of something to drink, and I must have missed that because uh, I don't have that in my notes. So please tell me about it when we get there. He's like, you always read my thoughts. She doesn't show up again ever because yeah, because oh, well, she filed yeah. a complaint against Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it was sexual harassment. <laughs> I do think I do think he was probably fired for being terrible. Yeah, they were like, hey Donnie, where have you been all week? And he was like, oh, yes! I've been digging up a hundred dolls. They're like, what? Just tell us you took a vacation. Like, what are you saying? You can't expense this doll shovel, man. <laughs> Where do you even buy a dolled shovel? <laughs> In a yeah. doll house, a doll store, a doll <laughs> hardware store. It's for the Ken Home Fix It kit. For Barbie's Dream Cemetery. <laughs> At work this week, I heard one of our people who was in a crisis, they were like, you look like Ken. And the person was like, why? Because I'm handsome. They're like, no, because you're fucking stupid. <laughs> oh my and we God. don't believe you have a dick. That I was like, oh, it's such amazing. a good burn. Let's like get into the movie so we can power through it. Okay. I clicked on whatever one was available on Amazon and it was like, this contains additional material. And I was like, additional material? Yes, I watched the unrated version, which seemed like if I had to rate it would be PG-13. By the way, the unrated version, 93 minutes. So I was like, what was this before? (laughs) 
87 minutes. 87 minutes? Yeah, I watched the unrated version as well, though. I don't think they added any unrated quote-unquote shit into it. It's just a little bit longer. I think they just added the rest of the credits (laughs) to get us to that 93 minutes. Look, those credits, that took a lot of work on iMovie, okay? Yeah. (laughs) And then they added the additional Universal logo because we get the regular Universal logo and then we get like an old-timey Universal logo which, by the way, doesn't really make sense for this movie. Like, there's a flashback, but it's not, like, the movie thing. I think it does make sense, Paige, and I'll tell you why. Because the movie is taking place contemporarily timed, right? So, like, 2007, right? right? But right. there's also this whole storyline from, like, the 1910s or 30s or whatever. That we only get 15 minutes of yeah. at the end of Act 2. Listen, that's fair. I'm not saying this is a perfect movie. I'm saying they did <laughs> oh, no. their best with a bonkers script. They did. I'm going to say it's a perfect movie. All right. <laughs> I don't, I mean, the color correction would argue with you. <laughs> I do like that this is an accidental Mikey movie. That makes sense mm-hmm. to me when you explain the difference, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's harder to beat do it on purpose. It is. This is a traditional. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think I've seen many movies that do it on purpose like crush that ask like Malignant did. Because I was like, Lee Winnell must be really pissed that this happened. Like I thought that when I watched the credits When I was like these are not bad people Here's the thing I I bet if you gave Lee Winnell the assignment Of like specifically writing A fucking bonkers movie He would and it would be better than this Does that make sense? I Mm -hmm. absolutely agree This feels like it was a video game adaptation But the studio did no job In playing the game Or researching the game They were just like oh maybe the coroner does a bunch of shit For no reason This movie bordered on phantasm Levels of crazy for me It made me want to watch more phantasm movies honestly personally. Same. someone posted the meme in the horror virgin facebook group the other day and it was like that kid in the crowd that says your music saved my life and then it, like <laughs> yeah, the bottom of the that picture is the ice cream dude and the like the main guy from phantasm playing guitar and i was like oh. i love this meme like that's amazing <laughs> that's so fucking funny <laughs> anyway let's go through this movie see my okay okay so we get through the old <laughs> universal logo and then they put a thing up on the screen that just says in the 6th century BC it was believed that the spirits of the dead would speak through the stomach region of the living and that's where we get the word ventriloquism for venter for belly and loqui meaning speak and that would have been like the Roman Empire basically that is the most bonkers quote to include it only kind of makes sense because of ventriloquism in this movie but it's way over serious for what we are about to encounter depending what I eat there's definitely been evil in my belly oh my belly has been talking for like eight (laughs) hours just behind the scenes I I have had food poisoning (laughs) all night and then got up to record this this morning Uh, and you know what hey I may have to run out of the room and try to get out of this weird unitard that I'm wearing fast enough to poop we'll see what happens that age-old problem gotta roll those dice so we enter the credits which are no shit like five minutes long they are the longest credits on earth they are super long and they're just like pictures of ventriloquist dummies designs it's 10 percent of the movie yeah. yeah we do see a hand writing over and over again to make the perfect doll which will not come back until the last two minutes of the film 100 percent forgot it I legit also forgot it, Mikey. Yeah. What if it was all these freaky credits, but then it was just a Jeff Dunham comedy special? (laughs) (laughs) I thought about him. 
I was like, there's not a lot of ventriloquist stuff out there right now. There's not. There's not I mean, there's a reason. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the perfect doll thing makes me wonder the stepmom. Was the stepmom a doll? Yes. Or was she Mary Shaw? No, she was a doll. A doll puppeting another doll. Which is what you want if you're looking to find a stepmom for your children. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So, okay. Then who was controlling that doll and why at the end of the movie do you see mary shelley's face sort of superimposed over okay. that doll's face because mary shelley not not mary shelley mary shaw, <laughs> shaw. mary shelley mary shaw. <laughs> i did it first that's my bad page i mean the, uh, this is a little frankensteiny but uh <laughs> mary shaw inhabits like her spirit inhabits the dolls one doll at a time todd so she can't be the dad and the stepmom at the same time she's got to be the stepmom and control the dad no, 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 I understand that part of it, which is why she ripped his spine out and replaced it with a wood pole that accurately yeah. depicts yeah. a human's <laughs> face. Anyway, mm -hmm. I would say, though, I would let Mary Shaw's tongue hollow me out. Know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Fully sane, Mikey. Don't tell Paige I said it, but fully fucking sane. We just dog. find your corpses cored out like cows that have encountered it aliens. It seems like their intestines were sucked out through their anus, and I don't know why, but I've never seen a pink sock to this degree before. This is more like a pink... No, I'm not gonna. He's been pink socked to death. I'm gonna go ahead and say <laughs> that this generation is the throat goat. We got Mary Shaw. We've got Deborah Logan. We got all of these big oh, head games. You mean, you mean the, like the like the silent generation? No, the yeah, before yeah. the silent generation. Whatever that the was. The greatest generation at <laughs> going down is Deborah Logan yeah. and Mary Shaw. They had Mary Shaw. They had Deborah Logan. They had Nancy Reagan. That's all of them. It's because birth control didn't exist, Paige. This was like oh adaptation. It's like evolution. God, Mikey, you are absolutely Wait, no, right. On, no. Having presented hold zero on. evidence, Mikey, I 100% know you're correct. That has to be it. Hold on. Hold on. Mikey, I just want to recap yes. your theory yeah, so recap. that I correctly understand you believe uh -huh. That the greatest generation uh -huh. underwent genetic mutations. Uh huh. Well, I wouldn't call it genetic mutations. It's more of an evolution. No, Mikey said genetic mutations. Adaptation. Uh, adaptation. Like evolution. Yeah, 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 yeah. Life uh, finds a way. Yeah, like Jurassic Park type yeah. shit. Throats find a way, Paige. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they had no birth control to enable better mouth game. Is Do I understand you correctly? I'm saying maybe we've lost that since birth control was invented. This was thousands of years leading up to Mary Shaw. I feel like this is neither of you know my mouth game and I feel attacked. Can your tongue hollow out a man? How do you know Jake's my first husband? Jake's been a puppet the whole time oh. we've known him, Mikey. She likes shoulders because that's where she puts her hand into control. Exactly. Him. She likes big shoulders because it makes it easier to like work all the components. Yeah. I always wondered why Jake's hands look like puppets. Yeah. I always wondered why Jake walks like a marionette, and now I know why. <laughs> now you know why. He's been cored out. That's why we had to get a house because we got like a whole bunch of strings <laughs> Jake just texted from the kitchen excuse me <laughs> Mary Shaw yeah. Deborah Logan Nancy Reagan 
What other evidence do you need? This is the point in the trial where Mikey would drop his mic and walk away. Humanity was headed to perfection and science ruined it. <laughs> so wait, I just want to point out that Mikey is now saying that the world was ruined by birth control. No, there's tons of bonuses, but we did lose the adaptation of Great Throat Game. <laughs> I don't know that anyone actually has lost it. Maybe it's just the people that you've been with, Mikey. I'm that's, but we don't know. That generation is dying out. We just don't know, Todd. All we have is the best of our generation, which... Who knows? We don't have people who can eat people by unhinging their jaw. We definitely don't have people who have tongues as big as my arm. Where are they? Mikey is looking for you ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey asked me that like he was like really wondering where they are. Like I need the answer to this because that is where I need to be. Mm -hmm. And listen, I get it. Anyway, back to this movie. <laughs> so it's these crazy credits about the perfect doll. They're super long. We cut to Jason Stackhouse working on plumbing in his apartment. Right. Uh, and he and his wife are discussing dinner. They decide to get takeout. Wait, this is also a porn scenario. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, a little bit. But like, there's so many porn scenaros in this movie. Just saying that. Hey, little lady. I'm mm -hmm. here to work on your pipes. Thanks, to, Jason Stackhouse. I'm here to fix those pipes. I'd be like, let's call the landlord because I don't want to do this. Exactly. You're renting that place <laughs> clearly. <laughs> this is not your job. Yeah, I did miss because he just has like a generic American accent. I missed the Jason Stackhouse accent. Oh, yeah. you mean his really bad Southern attempt? <laughs> yeah, bonkers yes. Southern but and th Jason This movie would have worked better with his Southern accent. Yeah, yeah, Raven's Fair might be in South Carolina. Who cares? You don't know. Cut the sleeves off all his shirts and let's go. Yeah. <laughs> if he just started haymakering dummies at the end, I would have lost yeah. my shit, Paige. Just drinking out of a pitcher of beer from the side. You know, Jason Stackhouse shit. Let yeah. me throw my electric lantern at this wall to start a fire. Oh. It obviously was not a glass lantern. It had LED lights. That drove me nuts. <laughs> LED lights are very flammable in certain plot situations, Mikey. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah. but also I was like, who would just leave an LED lantern around at a place where no yeah, one's supposed expensive. to go? Yeah. yeah, he didn't bring those. Like, we, we saw him cross the river with no lantern, and then he has two lanterns. Yeah, and that building is fucking condemned. So, like, no one's yeah. supposed to be there. <laughs> like, what's that? Anyway, um, someone's outside the door. The doorbell rings. They open it, and there's a giant fuck-off package addressed to him. Now, I don't know about you, but if I didn't remember ordering something huge like that, I'd be concerned. I'd open it immediately. I would definitely not open it unless I knew, <laughs> like, there was a... Unless there was, like, a return label on it, and I was like, oh, yes. my mom sent this. Or, you know, right. someone who would send me a package without, like, letting me know in advance. You know, like a family member or something. If right. there's no labels on it it's like finders keepers yeah it is like finders keepers you kick it over to your neighbor and let them die yeah no it's a big package it could be like a sound bar or something like you know but like if, if it doesn't have somebody's label on there mikey you're risking potential death for a sound bar this episode brought to you by sonos it was too big to be a bomb <laughs> it was not too big to be a bomb bombs come in many sizes it's huge it's a huge pack i think a bomb is more of a shoebox. i'm sorry it was too big to be a bomb is never anything any bomb expert has ever said have you ever seen the rock <laughs> that okay this is a funny thing like 
and like somebody mailing anthrax, but it's like fourteen pa- like fourteen boxes in a row. Like we have to open one. You're like, oh my god! <laughs> you open another. There's oh, there's another there's white powder. You're like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Russian nesting doll of yeah, presents, yeah. but the last one is just death. <laughs> I, I, I had a package misdelivered to my home, but it had who it was meant to. So I drove a block that way and then yeah. delivered the package. And I was like, this is kind of fun. I see why people do this. And, then, and I was like, <laughs> you mean why mail carriers do their job? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, oh, things have a purpose. I get it. And then, um, <laughs> but if they had no like labels on it, it was just a big ass box on my door. I would open it, but I would open it outside. Yeah. And then that way, if something bad was in it, I could call 911 immediately, like a body or something. Who's going to mail you a body? Probably a body part. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's going to be a bomb. It would take a lot of work just to kill me when you could just come kill me. You know? <laughs> like, a gun is much easier to build a big-ass bomb. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to someone who can't build a bomb. So, yeah, I would yeah. assume shooting a gun is easier. Yeah. Okay. So, it's just point and click. And then, like... <laughs> it's like using a mouse, apparently. Yeah. So if you have a big unlabeled package on your front porch, I would. It, I was like, oh, my neighbors must have got me something like I'd open. Maybe it's like a yard sign or something. It, but if it was a ventriloquist doll, I would immediately burn it in the backyard. Yes. Yeah. I, he, here's what I don't understand. He's from the town where everyone's terrified of ventriloquist dummies. Like, he knows the poem. His wife even says the poem. And yet they bring the doll inside. They don't immediately like, oh, it's this fuck this like burn it put it out nothing they're like no let's put it on our bed yeah let me scare my husband with his childhood trauma yeah i think the best part is they don't fully open it because she doesn't even hide that it's her doll she sends it in a pre-packaged box with her labeling on it it looked like a guitar case she's like oh it's mary shaw's dolls yeah no they like they know it's her it's Anyway, so they <laughs> they get the package. He goes out for takeout. He comes home and she is dead. While he's been gone, she was like arranging the doll. And then the thing that happens before the doll attacks people is all the ambient sound goes silent. Yeah, it sort of sounds like they go deaf a little bit, which... Yeah. I didn't quite understand what was happening until later in the movie. I-, I wondered if they were like gonna say something was going on like in her brain that made her like hallucinate something. or something. And part yeah. of that was her losing the ability to hear, but it wasn't that at all. It's just that no. that's what happens when the dolls get possessed. A doll that looks like John Lovitz that is possessed. <laughs> Acting! Um, <laughs> murder! Sorry. <laughs> Whoever's like puppeting him. That's what's way more accurate. <laughs> I did think it was crazy that she was she set it up to scare her husband in bed on purpose. Like, yeah, maybe you don't deserve what happens to you, but that's also a shitty thing to do. It is. Also, this is where I noticed that the mix on the dialogue in this movie is real low. Yeah, you don't need, you're not missing anything. No. <laughs> uh, just the dialogue. Just the dialogue. She turns on the uh, the tea kettle. She sets up the doll in the bed and has the radio on and we hear the radio kind of warp. We hear the sound of the tea kettle warp. And then she goes out into the living room. Everything's distorted. The clock stops. The kettle whistles and stops. Yeah. And then she hears like a child's laughter and looks back at the doll, which is still under the sheet. But then there's lightning. So there's like a flash. The sheet blows up and envelops her. And then we hear like the sound of (laughs) knives, which never comes back. That's never a thing. No, the sheet throws her 40 feet. Then she throws up a pint of blood for some reason. Well, not yet. She like... She gets enveloped in it, right? And then you hear the sound of knives being sharpened. 
Like it's a very clear Foley. It is a very clear Foley. And I think it's meant to be that she got stabbed, but that's I not the so sound too. effect they drop in. But she doesn't get stabbed because she it goes through the stabbed. autopsy report in like 10 minutes. Yes. Oh my God. She didn't get stabbed? No. Then why is she coughing up blood? We, we don't, don't know. know. <laughs> this makes no sense. Because when they do the autopsy report, they're like, there's no clear signs of death except her tongue was removed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Her tongue removed was, that was drastic. In my mind, Mary Shaw just wanted to kill the baby, and so it stabbed her in the stomach, mm. and then Sparta kicked her out of the room, and then that killed her. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess none of that actually happened. That's just what I told myself while watching it. If she was stabbed in the stomach, he definitely would have been arrested. Yeah, no, she she is not stabbed. They can't figure it out. Crazy. And this okay. is the scene where we kind of get a hint that maybe she's pregnant, but it doesn't confirm it. But it throws her out of the room. She barfs up a ton of blood from an injury, from something we don't know. It drags her back into the room where she screams, cut to Jason Stackhouse comes home. I don't think she was pregnant because Mary Shaw likes ventriloquist dummies, not what baby word was that? dolls. It, <laughs> it literally says that she was yeah. and that that's why she killed it her. It says it out loud in the movie. Sorry, in the dialogue the was I know so the low. dialogue mix was really low. <laughs> no, I got it when she put the pillow in her stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he comes home, turns off the tea kettle and is like, are you trying to burn the house? And I'm like, what the fuck? And then sees her dead. And it's kind of like the ring. Yes. With the dead faces where it's like. Ah. Uh, specifically the dead face in the closet. Right. Where it's like a like a yeah. horror type reveal. That reveal yeah. got me, honestly. A lot of the stuff like in the early kill this first kill was super creepy and i did not like it like at, during the credits i was like there's no way this movie's gonna be scary i'm not gonna be scared of a little doll this is dumb but like the doll is a little creepy i guess anyway I guess the so. police yeah. are there because he's the prime suspect obviously because he's the spouse lived alone he in their eyes would be the murderer like yeah, I oh, think there, there's no way for him to prove he didn't do it. And he is yelling about a doll that killed his wife. He would go to jail forever. Oh, if this was real life, he he would go to jail for a million bajillion years because his dummy of a father, literal dummy, couldn't pay <laughs> all of Papa's millions to get him out of jail. So like, well, yeah, his father's dead at this point. Mary Shaw would be like, let him rot. <laughs> Mikey was actually doing the ventriloquist like hand motion while he said that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mikey fully commits to all of his bits. Yeah. So Donnie Wahlberg is the detective and he's just like, only somebody high as a kite would pose her like that. Never seen a face like it. And I was just like, what? And he's like, your mistake was the rose because he bought her a rose and he went out to get takeout. He's like, guys always do that and think there'll be an alibi. And I was like, he missed the best line yeah because he's like if i had a dollar for every time a man brought a rose the day he killed his wife i would have said if i had a rose every time a man bought a rose every time he killed his wife i've had a full bouquet uh, and now i'm going to book a you into jail for murdering your <laughs> wife yeah <laughs> here's where the movie immediately started to break down for me by the way we're three minutes in but go three on. minutes in <laughs> uh absolutely the prime suspect totally technically we're 15 minutes in because of the credits that's true yeah 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 and like i I've watched enough episodes of Law and Order to be like, he's going away for life. Like, I dun, understand. Dun. Dun, 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 <laughs> you mean to tell me that a puppet dun, 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 came dun, dun, to dun, life dun, and murdered your <laughs> wife? 
<laughs> I don't believe it. Yeah, exactly. You got it, Ice. Uh, so <laughs> here's where my my episodes of Law and Order knowledge comes in. He went and got takeout. That takeout place almost certainly has security cameras, and even if they don't, he has a receipt with a time on it. So like if anyone, anyone saw him come back into that apartment building when they did and they know when he called 911, he is probably at least going to have probable doubt. So if he has CCH Pounder as his lawyer, they're fucking done, man. He's not going to jail. CCH Pounder is a force to be reckoned with in Law and Order. Yes. Special Puppets Unit. Yes. <laughs> I'm Finn Tutuola from Special Puppets screen. Unit. <laughs> We're on the marionette <laughs> case. <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> in the criminal justice system puppet based offenses are considered especially heinous in raven's fall the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the spectral puppet unit <laughs> anyway so she she also has no defensive wounds and they're like we don't understand how you cord her tongue out of her face but can you tell us it's like <laughs> also what? i don't need to know how a murderer murdered somebody or got a body into a certain state i just like need to get them in jail yeah well and and again he would absolutely go to jail after this at least to await trial unless he could post bail right but it's probably going to be a cash only bail so like tough so a it's unlikely he'd be getting out b they definitely wouldn't let him go back to the apartment. That's an active crime scene, dude. Like, what? No. <laughs> and he's just walking around at home. Like, there's still just blood on the floor. There's yeah. still yeah. the doll in the house. <laughs> like, what is happening? Here's where I gotta, like, PSA. Call a lawyer every oh. time. Like, call a fucking yeah. lawyer. And he, he doesn't. He never calls a lawyer. No, he buys Donnie Wahlberg's, like... Uh, listen, I'm just trying to help your lawyer establish uh, possible Bullshit. doubt. So, like, Bullshit. tell me as much as you can about how you killed your wife. And he's just like, well, I'm Jason Stackhouse and I'm an idiot. So let me tell you everything I know. Don't tell them shit. I don't care. I know that you're innocent and you're like, no, no, no. It's all a misunderstanding. And if I tell them, they'll explain. No, they're trying to close a case. Call a fucking lawyer every time. Uh, so <laughs> he goes back to the apartment. Uh, and one actually before he does he does tell Donnie Wahlberg because Donnie Wahlberg is like yeah I'm, I don't think a puppet did this he's like you're not from our town you don't understand where puppets are evil everyone knows about the evil puppets and you're just like what where do you live Willy Wonka's a like factory like what are we talking about it's weird it is very weird and yeah I mean this whole thing is nuts <laughs> it's the worst interrogation I've ever seen on film almost yeah, and well, and Donnie Wahlberg is just like, I've never arrested a dummy, but I've arrested a bunch of husbands. And I was like, statistically, I mean, he's right. Accurate, yeah. And I bet a lot of those husbands were also dummies. So, yeah. very true. Well, it depends. Sometimes it's the fugitive and people are setting you up. That's why you have to leave room for yourself to need to kill someone for self-defense. <laughs> Paige is just worried that she's going to be like out and about and then Finn Tutuola is going to roll up on her. I trust Ice and I feel like <laughs> his wife Coco and I would get along. So I'm not afraid of him. He's not going <laughs> to arrest you to his house, Paige. He's not like, Paige, you're under, arrest, you're under arrest for not being my wife's best friend. That's not how, okay, that, that may be how Ice... T actually works, but that's not how Finn Tutuola works. I just want to be her best friend. Anyway, <laughs> so they're not going to arrest him. They're like, you're free to go. 
but he doesn't tell him not to leave the state like or the the city which he should because he references it later but we don't see it on screen so he rolls up back to an active crime scene steals evidence which is the doll touches everything yes. also evidence it is wild to me that his apartment is not like under investigation like they it is there's tape there's tape there and he just walks under it i mean like active investigation where people are still there like taking photos oh, still and shit. there taking like, photos they yeah. should be still processing the scene it's like later that night it would take yeah, a yeah, day yeah. It would to take process hours. that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah anyway he rips open the puppet case, also evidence, uh, <laughs> revealing Mary Shaw and Billy inside. And he just like grabs that doll and drives the most fuck off fancy vintage muscle car in cherry ass red to this town. Yeah. I mean, he's still a rich man's son, Paige. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, here's the thing, though, because I couldn't figure this out at first because I was just like, poor apartment, like. He's doing his own plumbing. Like, if this was me, this would be just like a beat up Toyota Corolla or something like that. Yeah. But it's not. It's this weird fuck up fancy car. And I'm just like, you don't put a fancy car like this here unless there's a reason for it. The reason for it is just to play with color theory and have it be cool red against everything else gray. <laughs> and everything in this movie is shot through like a blue filter and the contrast is brought down so it looks gray. Well, only from this point forward yeah because the beginning is not it's wild <laughs> raven's fair is very depressed so it's blue yeah yeah well raven's fair is it's like gray and red and i think it's meant to a look old-timey and kind of circusy kind of but just to have that kind of old-timey vaudeville vibe but i don't know if it was their budget at the time or just the skills available at the time and the technology available at the time. But um, I don't know. The Matrix came out and they did a really good like filter. Yeah, but they, they didn't do this exact thing that like that's a very different because what they're trying to do here is like color everything. And I used to do this at the time, like in uh, like student films and stuff where you can essentially choose to ignore all but one color uh and so that you can make that one color pop out right yeah it's like sin city or something like that yeah, yeah that and, kind and of sin city stuff. is only a couple years before this by the way yeah so like so sin city had done it right but in order to do that it still includes that color in other places where that color is present and unless you are like sin city where you have very specifically filmed to include certain colors or you're doing very, very detailed rotoscoping, that color is going to show through. And that's kind of what happens to this movie where they're just like, everything is gray except for a little bit of the color of people's skin and this red car. Yeah. Which just makes people look gray through most of this movie. It's a wild bad choice. It looks terrible and it was very clearly done in editing not in camera when they were filming yeah yeah is bad anyway the whole town as he's driving into raven's fair is closed up and going out of business we will find out it's because mary has just killed everybody <laughs> i was like when he was driving by like the town is like fucked like it looks like yeah. oh yeah uh, like a post-apocalyptic town 15 years after the apocalypse right? it looks like the city from children of the corn yeah exactly and there is just a dude on a 
bench reading the paper as he's driving through this like dilapidated town. I would have stopped and been like, did this town get bombed? Like what is happening? Well, and the only thing that seems to be open is his dad's house. We don't know what his dad does or why he's crazy fuck off rich. Yeah. Or the mortuary. Those are the only two things open, really. I mean, that makes sense to me because... The only thing happening in this town for like the past 70 years has been Mary Shaw killing people. So the only two businesses that are required are a creepy mansion and a funeral home. Anyway, he goes up to his dad's house. And at this point, I was like, the cops are definitely going to think he did it because he skipped town. Yes. Like what? The fact that Wahlberger shows up later in the movie to arrest him. I was like, that is what should happen. Yeah, of course. If you... He didn't kill his wife. We know he didn't. But if you like were the suspect in your wife's murder and then you skip town, they're going to arrest you. Just like OJ. I mean, we know that... (laughs) We know that, that... He's following him at some point, but like, how did he know to go to that city? Because he gets like a whole day or whatever before he's being followed. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of holes, <laughs> a lot of holes in this movie. Yeah. And if we, if we tried to fill them, it would take us years. We, we, we can't. Yeah. We can't. It would take yeah. us as long as unearthing a hundred dolls. Uh, so <laughs> he goes to his dad's house and is met by his stepmother, Ella, and she's just like, Please come in. We're so glad you're here. Sorry about your wife dying. And he's like, yeah. And we hear his dad upstairs. We will find out later. She's throwing her voice. Yeah. But she's like, yeah, no, your your father's like a changed man. He's like, then you're not married to my father. You don't fucking know this guy. We fought for years. He's an asshole. And he shows up and she's like, here's your dad in a wheelchair. And he's like, my son, a pleasant surprise. I had a stroke a few months ago. That might explain why I've been uh, different. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like, you don't return my calls. So I just kind of stopped trying as opposed to just like, I'm dead. And so I sit here, you know, or whatever. (laughs) Well, I mean, they can't reveal that right away. It is very clear, though. That she is operating him in every scene that they are in his dad and his stepmom. Yeah. And I sort of dig that. Like the way they sort of forecast the reveal, I love. I thought she was a gold digger. That's all I thought. I thought she oh, was a gold digger. Because I was like, too. oh, he's clearly dying. He looks like a dummy already. She's definitely going to make him into a dummy. And at some point, he's going to be like, blah, 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 yes. blah, like with his dummy yeah. mouth. Yeah. Well, and she offers to do the arrangements for the wife, which made me think that she was going to turn the wife into a dummy. Oh, that's why I think that that's right. Yeah, she doesn't because he takes care of it. Yes. Although she does at the end, right? No, his wife never comes back. No, but they all get turned into dummies at the end. Oh, yeah. Prob- basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, he came there to ask about the poem about Mary Shaw. And I was like, this could have been a phone call. Right? <laughs> like, what? Right? <laughs> There's no phones in Raven's Fair, babe. Apparently not. And he's he tells her the poem and, and Ella finishes it. And he's like, okay, well... I think it's bullshit, but there's something weird. Somebody sent me this dummy. I don't know who did. Yeah. And she's just like, well, people are superstitious. And he's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, And then she says, why won't you stay the night? Which I think she was going to try and kill him that night. Um, Yeah, of course. Yeah. But also like, you know, stepmom. Almost the same age as the stepson. Like, yeah, you see where, I was like, that's, I got that vibe. You see where this is going, right? Like, I'm familiar with Pornhub. Yes, the perfect puppet, quote unquote, the perfect doll, Ooh. a real doll, if you will. Ugh. So he leaves. We cut to the funeral home where we first meet Marion, who is talking to a very fake bird. 
and her <laughs> husband brother unclear did does not ever clarify he only ever refers to her as marion she could be his worst employee like we i don't know anything about their relationship <laughs> we don't know. yeah we don't know there are times that i got a very younger sister vibe that yeah. would explain the like love she has for him at the end when she's crying at his death yes. right like if that was an if if that was my boss well my boss is my best friend is that if that was one of my former bosses i wouldn't be like crying and holding them i'd be like oh no elizabeth yeah oh i'm gonna leave i guess i get the day off <laughs> yay it, it could be wife it could be we it don't could be. know we literally have no idea there is no romantic feelings between them though yes and so that's that's the part that i was like i don't know if this is wife because of some of the ways that he interacts with her regarding her fear of mary shaw are very childlike now that could be because she has you know dementia or something and he's yeah. just meeting her where she is yeah. yeah but it very much read to me as an older brother who has always had to make sure his sister was not afraid anymore does that make sense yeah absolutely. like a younger sister yeah anyway the movie don't clarify yeah the movie doesn't say we're just reading that from the performance of the actor like no idea yeah. what's real or not no clue anyway Jason Stackhouse is like, I've got to bury my wife. And they're like, well, have you spoken to her family yet about casket choices? <laughs> and I'm just like, no, but this sounds like a terrible conversation to have to have. And I, I feel bad for anyone who has to have it. I've had it a few times. It does suck. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, cool. You want this type of funeral? It's $13,000. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> you chose casket. You've chosen about 20 grand, sir. How much is being taxidermied? A lot more. I didn't know you could make taxidermy a verb, but now I'm going to use it like that every time. Well, Mary Shaw got like halfway there, man. Like made her into a dummy. Yeah. You know that he was like, what's that tongue do? <laughs> the greatest generation wank <laughs> this is one of many reasons why i'm i'm a i'm a cremation type bitch uh that and you better kill me don't you dare put my body in the ground until you know i'm dead that's just a personal preference i don't really care what you do to me when i die i'll be dead oh yeah is that true mikey why did you say that you, you wanted to fuck me once i'm dead uh <laughs> <laughs> just saying what if i make you into a ventriloquist dummy and then like dance you around like a marionette whatever i'm not in it anymore you can have it that's why i'm an organ donor you guys heard it i get todd's body if he dies well not you i mean like i'd rather like my organs get put to use or whatever you know you've already agreed to it this is legally binding yeah i'm also an organ donor because again i don't care same as i've always said I know if I die now and I die alone in my house, my dog will eat my body, mostly. But if I don't, I would like to be cooked in one giant lasagna, which is two lasagnas put on top of each other. Fuck you. And fed to people at my celebration of life. I'm not coming to your funeral. I'm definitely not eating that lasagna. And then a video just shows and I say, now I'm inside you. Nope. I hate this. Like I've always wanted to be to everyone there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, why don't you just have your ashes put into some dildos or something and hand them out to ladies you like. But that's probably a little forward. Hey, ladies, you want a death dough? No, a killdo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> killdo works better because the L sounds also in there. Yep. I don't dough. <laughs> <laughs> This is Mikey from Horror Virgin. I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mikey from Harm Virgin here <laughs> talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh-huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor, they ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Did I try to overly sexualize this episode because of her tongue? I did. I'm sorry. I don't think you tried. I think Lee Wan L and James Wan succeeded in over-sexualizing this episode. I mean, they did copy-paste multiple tongues onto that tongue, so... I'm just saying, I'd fuck a Dementor now, and I never thought I would. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even though they suck all the joy out of the experience, are you like, this is What normal? woman does it? <laughs> oh, 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 my God. Dear sweet you lord, deserve Mikey. to be single. Is, is there ever any question as to why he is Paige? No, zero question. Uh, I mean, killer joke though. Loved it. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. Just like watching you continue dig this hole is very funny. This to is me. a hole almost as much as digging for one hundred different Ventilica's dummies. It, <laughs> it does feel like you've taken a hundred different swings at that joke and all have failed. Yes. Whew. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, we cut to the motel where he just like brings the doll into the motel with him. Yeah, as you do. Yeah, you often take around the thing you're claiming killed your wife to every other location you go to. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, it's very uh, weird. much like his apartment, the ambient noise disappears. The dummy seems to be moving. Yeah. And then he sees Mary Shaw, but he doesn't scream. No, because if he did... It would be over for him because you can't yeah. scream in her presence. It will trigger her into mouth uh, fucking you. Mouth killing you. I love that when this ghost attacks, it just sounds like the power went off at your house. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, the fridge. Keep it yeah. closed. Keep it closed. <laughs> My white noise. Where is it? <laughs> so we watch as a hearse pulls into town to the mortuary. This is the wife's body. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is also the first time that we see Marion go down into the cellar hmm. and She's like, the silent time is here again. She won't find me here. Whatever. Don't know. She'll go back down there four or five more times before we're out of this. So just prepare yourself. He takes pictures of the body. We cut to the funeral. The hot stepmom is there in the background. And the whole graveyard looks like it's made from a spirit Halloween. 
uh, and just <gasps> color corrected to be blue gray. It's yes. real strange. Everything is blue gray. It's terrible. In a town of four people, they were all there that day for the funeral. <laughs> yep, yeah. Every one of them. Anyway, he follows Marion into the woods, and Marion is at Mary Shaw's grave, and she just like, you've got to bury the doll. And I'm at this point, I'm like, well, it seems simple enough. Do it. And here's the thing. I think if he buried the doll, I don't think it would have made a difference. <laughs> he did bury the doll. Yeah, like, well, but it doesn't stay buried. But, like, when we find out at the end what Mary's oh. actual thing is, it, it's like she was just telling her this, I guess, to give him a weird message to pad out the runtime. I don't know. Not to go too Harry Potter with this episode. She, like, Voldemorted herself, like, 107 times, right? Because she was in all the dolls or whatever. Yeah, she made, like, 100 or so Horcruxes. And also, they don't say her name. Yeah. If she was like, I'm going to take this tongue and you can't scream, I'd probably be dead. Because I, girl. <laughs> oh, that is the porn version of this, right? Like, <laughs> That's got to be, yeah. That right? is my revenge for the children who live upstairs above us. They're like, mommy, what's that noise? And you're like, that's what it sounds like when a husband pleases his wife. And then she looks over at her husband. <laughs> Shouldn't have gotten them rollerblades in a basketball. This is your doing. <laughs> anyway, uh, she's got the most spirit Halloween of graves uh, from 1941. Yeah. Yet yeah, looks brand new. Yeah. Well, once you move all the fake shrubbery from around it. Ah, uh, shrubbery. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> we cut to him racing back through town to the motel. He checks the doll. He turns it over and he's like, Billy. And then he drives it back. <laughs> Billy, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch, Billy. Uh, he tries to bury it in the graveyard. Yeah. And it seems like things are running past the car. Like it seems like spirits are afoot. But then it turns out it's just Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, because he, he's been tracking him or whatever. He's been tracking <laughs> He's a detective. He's wearing a trench coat. Yeah. I mean, they're allowed to wear trench coats, right? You do have the right to be an attorney if you <laughs> want to. <laughs> I mean, that's part of Miranda. You have the right to a trench coat. Who's Miranda? What's her tongue do? Any sport coats can and will be used against you in a court of law. Anyway, they go back to the motel. The doll is there. Donnie Wahlberg's like, pop, pop, what's up? It's me. I'm the detective following you. Why were you burying evidence in your wife's murder case? And I was like, that's a good question, though. You could have arrested him now. <laughs> you didn't have to break into his hotel room and violate his Fourth Amendment rights. Well, not only that. Okay, not, not only breaking in, violating the Fourth Amendment. You are correct. But also, you just watched him bury evidence in a murder case. Yeah arrest him not just like i'm gonna see where else you go yeah well he what? can't probably arrest him page because he's probably out of state where he has jurisdiction <laughs> but even then you would absolutely call the local police force to get him there's only four people page it's the coroner he's I also know, the police but here's the thing so then that means state so you think state troopers are not going to come out there and dig up that doll like they should have he absolutely should have followed procedure and everybody would be alive right now. No, I don't think that's the case. But like, you know, that's what should have happened for this movie to make sense. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, I asked you not to leave the city. But now that we're out, let's see what happens. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. <laughs> he does like immediately roll the dice on this suspected murderers. Like right? crazy ass story. He's like, I'm really into the occult. So like, let's. I want to see this. He's like, oh, I'm going to make the weirdest true crime fiction podcast. So let's roll. <laughs> this is the before dice. that. I know. But that's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to write a book. That's how old this is. Yeah. Do you remember where you were on a day 10 years ago? This is serial. <laughs> how do you feel about this doll? Uh, anyway, 
Lucasfilm. I mean, Donnie Wahlberg was like, point on this doll where it hurt you. <laughs> he points right to that mouth, you know what I'm saying? What that mouth do? Anyway, he's like, I'll be in the room right next door. And I'm just like, so, so why doesn't ja- Jason Stackhouse just leave? <laughs> like, bro, like, what? Just wait for him to fall asleep and then go. Yeah, it's almost like they're business partners in this new, like, haunting venture. Like, what are we they're doing? They're like, we're buddy cops now. Yes! Oh, like, yes! It feels like that. If you were going to have a real movie, have a detective going after this person who, in the course of it, like, when he's burying the doll, some supernatural shit happens, and he's like, I believe you. There's yes. no way I can prove it to anybody else, but I'm in here with you. Let's do this. I mean, in essence, they become a team from here on out for the rest of the movie for, for no reason. zero no. reason. Oh. Like, had that happened i would have been like so cool with that team up i'd have been like oh that's a cool twist yeah but right the way it's done in the movie makes no sense no you can't have a mikey movie with explanation it's just like i know you killed your wife but like let's see what happens yeah let's roll the dice on this doll i have a weird note and i don't know if either of you noticed it is it pyrex based no okay when he comes out of the bathroom to find that the doll is now in his room because his Fourth Amendment vi- rights have been violated. By the puppet. I was hoping for some Jason Stackhouse shirtlessness, so I was looking close. He has like a full boner in this scene. <laughs> like an obvious boxer tent ass boner. Well, Paige, he wasn't expecting Wahlberger to be there and he was going <laughs> to fuck that doll. That doll. <laughs> like, But I was just like, what? And like paused it and I was like, Well, I guess you guys are not aware of the local poem. Oh, God. Mary Shaw, what that tongue do. I I almost want to like very quickly find it and show you to make sure I'm not crazy. I I believe you. You know what, Paige? I'm going to go ahead and take your word on another man's boner. Uh, I don't need to see (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, though. Just look for it in that scene. He gets a hard on for justice. Yes. He he needs his wife's murder to be solved. Yeah. Nothing gets me more in the mood to bury that doll. Anyway, so for some reason, the detective leaves the next day. And we will find out that it's to start digging up 100 dolls. They got a busy week ahead of them of exhuming dolls. (laughs) This detective is not well. And he goes and searches the room, finds the doll, takes it to the funeral home where Marion's like, you're not supposed to have that. That's an evil doll. And this is where he talks to Henry, the mortician, who basically is just like, yo, when I was a kid, my dad was a mortician and I went and saw this lady's show. And like, it's a typical ventriloquist show or whatever, but a kid is like, I can see her mouth move. So she gets in like a fight on stage. I do love how she's like, what was that, Michael? Or like, she like says his name. I was like, how did she know yes. his name? Because there's only 40 people in this town. They're all at the theater. Well, they, they posit that the theater is like an attraction and a bunch of people come to the theater yeah, to see it is an her. attraction. You know how popular puppetry is? I mean, Jeff Dunham seems to be doing okay for himself. Recently? Um, no, not recently. Thank <laughs> I'm sure he got enough, but like, oof. Yeah. I could see people wanting to go up there and see like what's underneath Mary Shaw. You know what I'm saying? What you'll find is Finn Tutuola's hand controlling Mary Shaw. <laughs> I've never watched a movie with like a work lens and been like, I may have made all of these characters go get checked out. You know, I've been oh, like, yeah, yeah, everybody, every single person. I mean, like, detective, you spent four days digging up 
100 dolls. Let's get you somebody to talk to. Like, let's get you some help here. I actually do have a little bit of respect for that because you would have to be able to sustain just such a massive level of, like, creepiness around you for four days while digging up haunted ventriloquist dolls. Like, that w- that's scary in and of itself. They're not there. They're empty, empty boxes, man. Well, then he's just digging up baby coffins that are empty, and <laughs> yes. that's way worse. But here's something even worse. I want you to think about it. How much money did that precinct spend in overtime for him to just (laughs) dig up empty coffins? I think we can very clearly see that he has been fired. (laughs) He is a man (laughs) on the edge. They were like, you just let that guy go and walk through the crime scene. You surrender your gun and your badge. And he's like, fine, but I'm going to solve this case on my own. We actually only see him use a shotgun and never a service revolver. I think Mikey is right. Yeah, he you has might been be right, fired Mikey. In the interim <laughs> time period. Like he was like, Donnie Wahlberg, get on this case. And like he fucked it up and the chief kicked him off, turning your badge and gun. And he is like living out his Mel Gibson in the 90s moment. I could objectively justify maybe committing every character in the film. I don't think it would be difficult. Yeah. Like, I would be like, okay, you may not be able to care for your wife. And also, you turned a person you buried into a ventriloquist dummy. No, his dad did. His dad did. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. We're, we're about to get to it in just a second. Anyway, so we find out that Mary died, but she was murdered and nobody knows who did it. And it was after the young boy who yelled in her show went missing. So everyone thought she killed that boy and then killed her. And here's what's crazy is they paint this movie like she is like avenging a wrongful death, except that she totally killed that boy. <laughs> like, yeah, they were right. <laughs> yeah. Like, normally I can't condone vigilante justice, but they did get the right person. Yeah, they absolutely did. And she is just haunting them because she's pissed they killed her. Well, she's kind of a bitch. I mean, yeah, she is like the villain for sure. Yeah. Anyway, so we find out that after her death, she required that all of her dolls be buried with her, but then also that she be turned into a doll. Weird request, but okay. Okay. Weird yeah, request. Well, you don't have to honor it. Yeah. Well, and, and he goes and looks into her casket because his dad is the mortician and it falls on him and almost kills him. Yeah. And her face is fucked up like a doll. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Now, here's what I think. Here's a a side theory that I have about this movie. I think the mortician has not been killed this entire time because his father did not participate in her murder. I think so, too. But did honor her wishes Mm -hmm. to become a dog. I think she gave him a pass. Yeah. Yeah. Which also makes me think that maybe Marion is a sister and that she, that family, she like has mercy on, I guess. I mean, she does kill him eventually, but I think it's just because he is trying to help solve things. Yes. It is a means to keep things under wraps more than a revenge kill. Yeah. Right. So they're all found that he basically goes through this, this history of like every family linked to the people that tried to kill her are all found without their tongues. They've got crazy mouths. Your wife is the last. And he's just like, what? And then we realize, we find out that the last name of the first kid that she kills is his last name. It's his great uncle is what we'll find out. And he says she won't stop killing until the screaming dies. Whatever. So (laughs) he goes out. To, to basically look at the old theater. And as he leaves, uh, Moira watches from the, the window and then behind her is just like a map of Mordor that he like drives through. Yeah. And it is absolutely 
a map of Mordor. It is like, pretty crazy, yeah. It, it's the one from like the cover of the Hobbit books that they've just kind of like slightly rearranged. It was bonkers. <laughs> so he drives up to the old theater. Meanwhile, the detective digs up all the one dolls. One tongue to rule them all. One tongue to bind them. <laughs> One tongue to in the bed to core them out behind them. Oh, <laughs> nice rhyming, troubling images. Anyways. <laughs> I like write songs, Paige. I'm good at rhymes. Yeah, all right. Uh, so <laughs> he takes the boat across the moat. Yeah, it does rhyme and it makes it weird to say, but it's factually accurate. Right. He climbs up into the theater. And this is the one thing where I was like, this is the only cool thing in this movie is this like lake theater, dark theater thing i'm just like all right i'm kind of here for this i literally wrote that i was like this place is so creepy there's no way it exists anywhere outside of this set yes. that was immediately destroyed to make room for another set right right and i think a lot of this was done post prod oh. like i don't think they built the whole thing oh i'm sure that's true you probably built the one set of uh, the moat and like the front facade of the, the theater and then the actual theater probably is an actual theater they dressed up right but right, I really yeah. dug that set. I was like, this is convincingly creepy. Yeah. And so he goes in and it's a theater. There's a, a chandelier that's fallen down a la Phantom. Yeah. He goes backstage and climbs up into the rafters up behind the theater. Which is a terrible idea to do in a dilapidated theater from 1930. Yes. Like there's no way those rafters are safe. No, uh, but that's where her living quarters was. So she like lived behind the theater and he sees like a baby doll. And my first thought was like, they forgot to bury that one. <laughs> like, uh, but so as he's looking at her book of all of her writings, she passes in the mirror behind him. Yeah. Very cool. That scared me. No, and it did. And he turns and she's in the chair, but then she's gone. Yeah, dude, that scared me too. Like there are a lot of like jumpy scares in this movie that that I am just like super scared of. I, I do not handle jump scares well. I couldn't get there. I, I, I couldn't and I get, get there. I, I get scared by jump scares, but all of these I'm just like, oh, it's Mary Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Mikey would like some IRL Mary Shaw jump scares. Yeah. If like if I could summon Mary Shaw like uh, Bloody Mary, I'd be in the bathroom right now with the lights <laughs> off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You just turn the lights off and be like, Heather Brooke, Heather Brooke, Heather Brooke. <laughs> Heather Brooke. She is like an old school throat goat from like oh. this time period. Oh. A member of the greatest generation? No, she's uh, probably a little bit older than us. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you mean 20, 2007. Yeah, 2007. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that was her name. Hang on. I'm glad, pa I'm glad Paige and I are on the, same, on the same page. I honestly don't know. I think that was her name, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, anyway, so... He leaves. We cut to the mortuary where or the funeral home where uh, Moira is sitting and talking with the doll sitting on the casket. And Henry is just like, oh, hell no. And like takes the doll and he hears what he thinks is Marion crying and Moira, Marion, Marion. Anyway, uh, so. <laughs> I, I know I've messed it up because I mistyped it in my notes. Anyway, yeah. so the doll's eyes move. He crawls under the crawl space because he thinks that she's gotten down there, but I don't know how she would have without passing him. So this is also super dumb. Well, I mean, it's just one of those plot holes that like never gets addressed. Yeah. Oh, there's so many plot holes. It's like we buried a hundred dolls there. <laughs> there is one plot hole for every doll that Donnie Wahlbergers had to dig up. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't even have dirt on his trench coat. He took it off to dig it up. It's fine. Makes sense. So he goes down to the crawl space and Mary Shaw gets him. And this is the first place that we see her take someone's tongue. And she's got like a string of tongues. (laughs) Um, We didn't know that until this point. Yeah, she does have the tongue of tongues. Right. And this is like 70 minutes into the film (laughs) that we're just finding this out. The tongue of tongues. Meanwhile, Jason Stackhouse goes to his parents' house, his dad and stepmom's house, and she's feeding him soup. And he's like, you lied to me about Mary Shaw and our family. Like, what happened to my great uncle? And they're like, well, she's vanished. And we figured it was Mary. So we just killed her. <laughs> like, there's no reason for there not to be a plot point about them having any evidence because this right. is a murder like that the town does that they right. just sort of gloss it's over it's a Freddy set- Krueger yeah but like why not just be like yeah we had proof she killed him so instead of going to the police we all just killed her right they did this on a whim yeah no one checked her bedroom yeah right. it's wild well a broken mob is right twice a day. <laughs> no. No, Mikey. But she no. did kill the kid. I mean, I'm not saying every vigilante justice situation isn't justified. I'm just saying the majority of them aren't. Right. I agree with you. I'm just saying the movie would make more sense if she didn't kill the kid. Oh, it would make way more sense because instead of her getting retribution for her falsely being murdered, she is just taking vengeance on them for like figuring out that she was the one that murdered their kid. Right, right, right. You ruined my life as a child murderer. Murderer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I do love that in this movie, the specter or the haunting or whatever we're going to call this is like petty. I'm here for that. And we feel no sympathy for. And that's why at the end I was so shocked that it ends with her winning. I was like, well, I mean, fuck her. Like, what are we like? Why are yeah. we? I hate this. Well, I hate everything I, about I also this. love that Raven's fair is super lazy. They're like, OK, we killed her. Should we check her bedroom for evidence? No. No. Just lo- like, let's no. just never use this theater again and make a river in front of it. <laughs> they built the moat. That's what it was. I think there was always a river. I think that was one of the things of this theater is that it had this cool moat. This is where they make Vienna sausages. Anyway, <laughs> so he's like, great. So I'm paying for this. And they're like, that's why we sent you away. So the curse couldn't get to you. So he goes to leave. And the detective is there and is like, all the toys are missing. Who did it and why? And he's like, I would also like to know what? Like, is that where you've been all day? Uh, And he's like, also, I asked around. Nobody's heard of Mary Shaw. And I'm like, dude, first of all, there's like four people in this town. Secondly, her stuff is everywhere. Like no one speaks her name, but there is proof of her existence and the theater and everything. Yeah. And so he like talks him into going to the theater with him to meet Henry because Henry calls. But we know that it's just Mary Shaw. I think this proves Mikey's theory that he has been fired because (laughs) he can't arrest him and take him anywhere. He is forced to just like watch this all play out. I'm going to follow you until you confess. (laughs) <laughs> and then I'm going to get my job back. I do love in the scene where he breaks into his hotel room and he's like interrogating him more. He doesn't have any witness, doesn't have any recording no. devices. Like this man is not trying to get a confession. It's because you <laughs> you cannot violate the Constitution. and None of that evidence. No, would it's be all inadmissible because you're not yeah. fucking Batman, Danny Wahlberg's. <laughs> yes. Or Donnie, whatever the fuck your name is. So 
they go there to meet up with Henry. Again, like Henry is dead. We saw him die. And there's no other boats at the theater. Like it's fucking stupid. He gets the lamp. The detective gets in the other boat that definitely wasn't there beforehand. There is aggressively one boat and it is always where the plot needs it to be. (laughs) Stackhouse crosses the river. And then leaves the boat on the other side of the river. And then when Donnie shows up, the boat is back for him to take. Well, the boat is also haunted. Guys, clearly it's a boat goat. (laughs) But also I would argue that there's not much in this movie that is actually haunted except for those dolls. Yes. Like, that's the thing. Anyway, so they get into the theater. They climb all the way up there. They get to her bedroom and they realize that one of the walls is a false wall. So they go behind it to like her doll factory. And this is where there's just like ass loads of dolls. All the dolls are there. Yeah. There's an empty slot for Billy and there's a doll covered with a sheet and it's his great uncle. And he's just like, oh, weird. And I'm like, it's a dead fucking body. Nobody's going to react to that. I know. Right. (laughs) Like it is a dead body with the face gone and made like a marionette. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that is a lot to take in. And they're just like. Oh, it's, yeah, it's like a marionette special. Like, I know what this is. We solved the crime. Yeah, yeah, a 70-year-old missing person's case. And Donnie Wahlberg is like, yes, this is my ticket back into the cop force. So they also, okay, the, the you know, ambient sound goes quiet. Yeah. She's rocking in what clearly looks like a Pennywise puppet. As they walk over to her, they pass a jigsaw puppet, like act it just sitting there. <laughs> I was just like, ah, I see, I see you. you. I see you, Juanel. Uh, so they talk to the clown puppet and it's revealed that Mary is standing behind them, a la the demon in Annabelle. And she just like sticks her tongue through the dummy out to them. Ugh, I hated it. And Loved she, it. Well, and this is where she's like, I killed your wife because she was pregnant. Like, so now you have to die to like finish all this up. She does not like traditional intercourse. (laughs) The whole back and forth with that doll rocking, I thought what was going to happen, and selfishly, I think this would have been a much cooler reveal, is it was rocking and you couldn't see it when it was out, like when it was rocking backwards, and you could see the face when it was rocking in if they had transitioned from the puppet face to her face in one of those rocks. Yeah. And that's when they start talking. I, I, that would have freaked me out even more. But this, the whole, why don't you come closer and I'll whisper it in your ear? I'd have been like, fuck you. I ain't coming closer yeah. to you. No, uh, I'm about to light this whole place on fire. Bye. <laughs> yes. yeah. I absolutely would have just like set the, th- the place on fire and left. I've been like, all right. All right, Mary. This is where <laughs> the movie gets fucking nuts. Yeah. Because Donnie Wahlberg just starts shooting the dolls. <laughs> just like, but Paige. Bro, what? That was awesome. Like he is taking <laughs> buckshot to the dolls. And not only that, we also get like a very bad for now, but probably fine for the time transition from the doll face to her face. Like it's stretching out of their face or whatever. Yeah, it looks terrible. It looks terrible now. It was probably fine at the time, but it looks bad now. And man, it made me laugh so hard when he was just like blasting it with a shotgun. What also made me laugh is I was like, did he bring a hundred bullets? Because like, (laughs) that's how many dolls there are. And he's going to have to kill all of them. had the same thought. He would have a bandolier right? <laughs> of shells. Like that that's too many shotgun shells to carry in your pocket. He would have needed to roll up like machete, just like bandoliered out, and no, that doesn't happen. The best part is he doesn't even think about it. He because like Jason Staghouse is like, we gotta destroy them all. And he's like, I'm trying. 
Ryan. That's Ryan. <laughs> and on here's the thing. Donnie Wahlberg blasting the faces off of marionettes. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. But also in within the story, you're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Kiko Ashaw would have done so much better. Oh, I, now that you said Machete, I would love it if Machete showed up and like just started like hacking up dolls. But like dolls that were running at him trying to kill him. Like that would be amazing. I'd watch Machete, machete do pretty much anything. Hell so, yeah, like, dude. you know. Anyway, so they burn all the dolls. They burn the theater down. And <laughs> as they're trying to run to get away, she's like chasing them. But she's just like float walking through the hallways, like out of a slow gait. Yeah. I don't think she ever actually takes a step. She just like slowly no. being pulled on a small dolly. She just orbs through the building. Yeah. Uh, she's a dementor. <laughs> we see it when she takes Donnie Wahlberg out the, out the window. Yeah, that's fair. That's when we see it because... They, the catwalk slips like a, a, a little screw falls out on the catwalk. Yeah, I do a little tongue on the catwalk. <laughs> anyway, so they burn it down. They're running across the catwalk and a screw falls out of the catwalk, tipping them out of it. And Donnie Wahlberg falls and screams as he falls, because that's what happens when you fall. And she like orbs up out of nowhere and snatches him and then drops his dead body. <laughs> Like, it's wild. Yeah. It's an insane shot. Yeah. So Jason Stackhouse runs. He gets out through the crazy theater maze. He ends up diving down into the water below the theater that is just filled with mannequins for some reason. I was very triggered by that. Yeah, I believe you were. And that made me think of like, what if the dolls had mannequin rules? See, I love that. <laughs> then it's like an aggressive game of red light, green light, and I'm here right. for it. Or it's like that Doctor Who episode with the uh, the angels. Right. Mikey, I know Boring. how much you love Doctor Who. Man, that, that episode's scary as fuck, man. No, I've seen that episode. It's not that scary. Man, y'all are crazy. <laughs> it's not scary. I can't do it. He swims and and makes it out to the moat and and swims to the dock. Wait, are we to believe that he fell off the catwalk into the moat? Yes, below the theater. Yeah. So this is Phantom of the Opera Theater. Like this is the theater where Phantom of the Opera takes place, except for it's not in France. Yeah, I think they're kind of like stealing from it a bit. And yeah. Horror Daddy Patrick Wilson isn't in this, but that would have made it he better for me. He is in that movie. He's great in that, actually. I he know. got licked too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, so he swims up. He goes back to the mortuary where Marion is crying. And he's just like, uh, what's going on? He follows the noise. We f see Henry's dead body. Yeah. And he's like, who took the ventriloquist dummy? And she's like, your dad. And he's like, he's in a wheelchair. Like, what? How? And But I think this is Marion doing what Mary told her to do to stay safe. Yeah. Because Marion obviously knows. Yes. I honestly thought it was an interesting choice to name a person Marion because it's very close to Marionette. Yeah. I assumed that she was going to be revealed as being part of the killing group. Like, mm. like she was being controlled by Mary Shaw oh, because okay. her name was Marion. I thought they were like forecasting that or I, foreshadowing that. Todd, I think it's very possible that that is the case and the movie is just not great about telling us that. Fair enough. Because she does sense. kind of deliver messages for Mary. Yeah. To, and I always assumed it was to stay safe. Me too. That's why I didn't yeah. think she was in on it. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Jamie, a.k.a. Jason Stackhouse, goes to his dad's house and is just like, yo, what's up? And as he's like waiting for his dad and stepmom to show up, Mary Shaw tries to come through the curtain. So he throws the doll in the fire and he's just like, great. But then she kind of like falls 
and it looks like it's a trap, but you can't quite figure it out yet. Yeah. So his dad is there. And at that point, I started to wonder, his dad is one of the people in the line to be killed. So why is his dad not killed? Well, his dad's already dead. Yeah, I mean. Well, we, we, but at that point, I was like, I know he looks dead and I've had suspicions, but I was like, the movie hasn't answered this yet. Yeah, it's about to. Turns out he, his dad is sitting in the chair. He tips him over. His whole spine is gone because he's a fucking puppet. Yeah. I did sort of like that reveal. And you see like the soup like spilling down oh, his. That yeah. was the dumbest. Ooh, that was so <laughs> silly. I thought yeah. it was so funny. And I thought it was funny that she was like collecting the soup also in a bowl. Like that was important. Yeah. I don't know. It made me laugh. It was real weird. But this is where we get a flashback to that book that says The Perfect Doll. We yeah. haven't seen it since the credits. Like, he looked at the book, but he doesn't see that note that we see on camera. She's, of course, going to collect the soup again because her generation went through the Depression. And so exactly. they, they really, yeah, so it's like the greatest yeah. generation, you know? Yeah. But anyway, it, it's revealed <laughs> that his stepmother is, air, air quotes, The Perfect Doll. And she just and goes, she is. now who's the dummy? <laughs> and I was like, fuck this movie. <laughs> the thing about that was when she said, now who's the dummy? It wasn't scary. So I had the presence of mind to be like, you are. I saw this coming 40 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Mary kind of like orbs out through her face, implying that she kills Jason Stackhouse. Well, because he screams. Yeah, he screams. Yeah. yeah. We see pictures of them all turned to dummies. And, and that's, that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Dead Silence? Having seen it now and knowing how bonkers dumb it is, I would actively show this to people who hadn't seen it just to watch them watch it. Yeah, so like, same. I really love how bad this movie is and how earnestly they do it. Like, it is such a swing at a very bad script. And I honestly think what you told us, Paige, makes a lot of sense about, like, it was a studio spec they rewrote and then got notes for, like, all of that shit sounds like a lot of it was out of their hands, yeah. but they are also very, very capable filmmakers. So they right. they just took a turd of a script and made it the best they could. Right. And that became this movie. Right. Yeah. And then I think a lot of the craziness that we pointed out visually came in in editing, not in what was shot. Yeah. So, yeah. That's fair. No notes. <laughs> so for you, Mikey, it is a perfect Mikey movie in so much as that it's accidentally a Mikey movie. Yeah. People call it a cult horror favorite. Do they? I mean, here's the thing. Is it bad? Yes. Uh, do I understand that because it's bonkers? Yes. Like, mm -hmm. I could absolutely see somebody talking other people into watching this movie and then getting to the end and being like, ha, like, I could see that happening for sure. Sure. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Throw goat fun, fun facts. facts. <laughs> now, prior to this film's release, they thought it was going to be such a hit that they actually planned a haunted house at Universal's Halloween Horror Nights to come out in 2007 in the Florida Horror Nights, not the L.A. one, uh, to essentially plug this movie. I love that. However, the movie came out and it was a box office failure, like yes, a hard was. failure. They abandoned plans for the sequel and people were legitimately upset that they had spent so much money on building the haunted house for it <laughs> because literally no one wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone. It was like also a failure of a haunted house. Here's the thing. Having seen it now, I'd go because I think it'd be crazy. I don't think you could get Mikey to not go. 
Just because I mean, of yeah, that yeah, throat yeah. That's why we're going. <laughs> Where'd that tongue at? <laughs> he just got a sign that says that as he's walking up Where, to it. This is outside the haunted house. Yeah. This film is dedicated to a producer named Greg Hoffman. He actually dies two years before the film is theatrically released. So he mainly worked on the pre-production parts of it, but passed away before the film came out. Uh, there were two versions of the poem, one that appears in the film and one that they retooled for the trailer because they were kind of worried that people wouldn't understand what was going on. So in the film, it says, beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, be sure you never, ever scream. In the trailer, it's beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her, do not scream. She'll rip your tongue out at the seam. That's way better. Oh, that's better. That's way better. Yeah. I mean, both poems are kind of weak. There's not enough rhyming. Yeah, right? Like, the rhyme scheme is all over the place in it. Like, what are we even doing? So, the dad's overall appearance is meant to foreshadow that he's been dead the whole time and used as a human puppet. He never blinks, and whenever he speaks, her hand is always at his back. Yeah. Pretty obvious. Yeah, that's very clear. Billy was not only the name of one of the dummies in the movie, it's also the name of the Jigsaw puppet. Really? Oh. Yeah. Jigsaw's name Billy? I didn't realize that. No, Jigsaw's the guy. The puppet's name is Billy. Oh, shit. Okay. I yeah, forgot yeah. that. Yeah, we haven't done a Saw in a long, long time. Well, it's because in the first Saw, the Jigsaw puppet isn't really there. Like, it's on the screen, but we don't learn any backstory about it. And you guys have only done the first one. Yeah, I, I know about it through, like, popular culture. Like Yeah. Every single main character dies in this film. The only mm -hmm. survivor of the movie is supporting character Marion Walker. Um, and she technically never encounters Mary in person. However, she does come close when she finds Henry's corpse. Now, the flashback scene implies that Billy the puppet was alive in the film. However, uh, James Wan has said, no, it's just that Mary's a really good ventriloquist, so it appears that way, like when they have the argument and it's both voices or whatever. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Not counting any previous victims, the body count of this film is six. Jamie, Detective Lipton, Henry, Edward, Michael, both his dad and his great uncle, Lisa, and eight if you count Lisa's unborn baby and Mary Shaw herself, 10 if you count the gatekeeper and Ella, who are corpses only shown in a deleted scene. Ella is his stepmother. So she at one point was alive and then was killed and turned into a puppet. Yeah. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So this movie came out in 2007. What do you think the production budget was for this movie? Oh, gosh. I'm going to put this around $10 million. Okay. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to say 15 yeah, okay, so Mikey, this movie cost $20 million to make. Oh, oh I was going to go no. that high, but I just couldn't believe it. Which, if you adjust for inflation from 2007 to today, that's $29 million. Now, this movie Yikes. came out on March 6th, 2007. It was number four in the theaters the weekend it came out. It was beat by 300. Number two was Wild Hogs. Number three was Premonition. Number four, of course, was this movie Dead Silence. And number five was I Think I Love My Wife. Wild Hogs beat this? Yeah. Wild Hogs is a terrible movie. <laughs> wild Hogs made money. They have Wild Hogs too. Yeah, Wild oh, Hogs God. crushed this movie, Paige. What do you think Dead Silence made its opening weekend? Two million dollars. No, I'm gonna go higher, like six million. All right, you're closer, Paige. It was seven point eight million dollars. Wild Hogs in its third weekend out this weekend brought in nineteen million dollars. 
Yeah. <laughs> Wild Hogs made way more money than this. I'm not yeah. saying it's a good movie. I'm just saying the facts. Um, this movie was in theaters for a total of five weeks. It was never again in the top five. It was in the first two weeks. It was in the top 10, but was never again in the top 10 after the second week. What do you think this movie made domestically? 12. No, I think it probably makes its budget back. I'm gonna, But not by much. I'm going to put it at 21. So it probably doesn't make its marketing back. Okay. I'm going to so, say 12. Okay. Mikey, you're, I think, closer technically. It was $16.5 million, but Paige, Jeez. it made another $4 million internationally for a total of $20.6 million. So very close to your guess. Still didn't make much money. And if you account for marketing, probably any money. But it did make another $18.3 million in domestic DVD and Blu-ray sales. So it may have recouped its marketing, plus a little bit of some in that home market performance. But Definitely didn't make money on the front end for sure. But that is your box office. Mikey, do you want to hit him with the scary scale maybe? I guess. <laughs> so our scary scale is how scary we found the film we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Paige. Uh, this is a one for me. Toddy. I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> I do very badly with jump scares. Like I, I get very scared. They were okay. That's, and there that's are a fine. lot of jump scares in this movie. I don't think it's a good movie, but it's a scary for me movie. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give it a one because what? And then that's our <laughs> scary scale. <laughs> do you already have a review ready to go? No, I don't. All right. Well, not. while you're looking one up, let's do this first. This week we watched dead silence. What are you guys making us watch next week? Oh, and we're starting a new theme, I believe. Yes. yes. So next month's theme is We Missed It. Movies that we wanted to do, but there's a lot of movies out at the time. And so it's been difficult for us to get to all of them. Nice. All right. So our first film of the next month that we missed, we have joked about a lot. It is Pray for the Devil. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, I haven't seen this. We have made jokes about it, but I have not. I have not seen it. I have no idea what it's about. Yes. Is this the one where the hair goes into her throat? Like, yes. Oh, yep. yeah. I, I'm going to hate this one. I know I'm going to hate this I, one. I think this one might get me as well, although I have heard from a number of people that it is kind of dumb. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. okay. Kind of excited about that. It had a good trailer. <laughs> it did have a good trailer. That trailer is great. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, your homework for next week is to check in with pray for the devil and see how crazy that shit gets so mike do you have a review for us to read i do well whose review are you gonna read this week wolf 107 well what does wolf 107 have to say excellent exclamation point oh why thank you mikey please read this in mario italian accent now is this like old school mario or chris pine just gonna talk in an american accent mario this is my mario oh it's a mike he's a mario uh a mike italian and <laughs> Mikey and Todd on a page are an excellent trio and have a great chemistry. I love uh, listening to the podcast on my commute with my Mario Kart. Uh, <laughs> Did they say with my Mario Kart? No, I added that. Oh, comedy. I love it. They make insightful observations about the movies while still making me laugh out loud. Uh, five stars. Well, Wolf107, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And uh, if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. 
So guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. And if you haven't noticed, since October 1st, we have been running the new Horror Virgin blog. And when I say we, I really mean Katie from the Facebook group. She's been running everything. She's like the managing editor of the Horror Virgin blog. So if you haven't been to our Horror Virgin blog, go check it out. It's at horrorvirgin.com slash blog. You'll see it. It's awesome. There's a lot of great articles. I mean, at the end of October, we have 31 awesome articles up. But check out our awesome Horror Virgin blog up now. This episode is brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager's been just driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? She keeps heckling uh, the performers at school, saying that she can see their mouths move. That is just recipe for disaster right there. Disaster. They're going to tie you up in an attic like a puppet. Yeah, you don't want that. You're going to get marionetted. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan. And Jonathan normally sends us a video to watch. But this week he just said... I want to give a shout out to my amazing wife. It's her birthday. She and I love to listen to both pods while we enjoy cigars on the front porch. I couldn't ask for a better partner. Oh, Jonathan's wife. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Enjoy those cigars. We now return you to another episode of uh, the Patreonicals. Okay. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Santa Maria Donut Ship. <laughs> Sorry, you started it, yeah. man. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're fucking right. They're like, <laughs> Captain Bruder gets on the comms and he's like, fuck, we're in with the, the Death Mun is pursuing us through space. And everybody, <laughs> you know, watch your shit. 
<laughs> they go through a nebula and Shining Donut opens his mouth and eats some of the nebula as he is a donut encrusted in with the Santa Maria. Yeah, he's like made it space worthy, right? Yeah, he likes to eat nebula. And he's powered by nebula? Hang on, that's like a... He just wants to try it, Todd. Why oh, judge okay, him? he's not powered by it. He was just like, oh, this might be tasty. Yes. Okay. Kate Dreskel, Amy have summoned Sunzi, the AI robot nanobots. To their thing where they have uh, who is in Sophia, the time cop. And they're like, we need to make a time device to get out of this weird plot line. Agreed. And Sunzi's like, we'll not compute. We need a special. We need to go to the center of the galaxy to get a special old timey crystal, ancient crystal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So they have to now venture to the center of the galaxy to find an old ancient crystal. Got it. Nice. Uh huh. And then all of a sudden. The whole ship <gasps> shakes. Oh, no. And Cody's pawn shop that he set up, he set up more of like a canteen in the ship. It All the snacks fall down, and he's yeah. just like, shit, man. I just set up all these snacks, and that's his <laughs> part of today. He's like an airport, sh- like a uh, general store kind of thing? Yes. What do they call those? New? He's like a Newport News in an airport? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Hudson News yeah. is what we have on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it may be Hudson News. I may have just made up the Newport News thing. My bad. Oh. Uh-huh. Wolfric and Wolfform comes up and eats a snack off the ground and runs away. Nice, because he's a he's basically a dog at this point. And uh, well, he's a wolf. Yeah, Karun and Natasha have more grief sex in their quarters, and so they did not notice the shaking. Well, no, because they were causing it, Mikey. Yeah, this ship's a rocking. Don't come a knock it. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, I do know what you're saying. Yes, over the uh, comms or whatever. Uh, oh, Anthony, the time master was like, yes, that crystal could get us to out of this timeline into the multiverse. And they're like, multiverse, that's not a concept that we have yet. And he's like, just wait. Yeah. Wait so, till Rick and Morty. You're going to get it. Yeah. Jennifer with a PH, who is very pro second amendment. She takes a couple of guns <laughs> and um, I don't know that she is. Yeah, Jennifer, this is if this is not news. the case for you, yeah. I'm sorry. She is now. And so she, she Isaac and Isaac and uh, Scott made a thing. They're hanging out, and Scott was like, "Can you eat anything or just people?" And all of a sudden, Jennifer with the PH has the guns. Is like, "Get away from the escape pod!" She takes the escape pod <gasps> and she turns on them, and she goes to the death moon. And over the comms, Alex, the evil magician, who now is very evil, he's like, "I've been a mun magician this whole time. A magician working for them. Magician, magician. I'm the captain <laughs> of the evil mun ship." And Danielle, the moon queen, is my moon mun lover. Okay. In the background of the comms, Wes, who's very, very handsome, he's just so handsome. He's tied up in a very exploitative way without he's shirtless. Ooh, okay. The one thing Paige finally pays attention to during the Patrioticals. You're welcome. And then, and then Libby and Aaron, the other Mun people on this cast, are beating him with whips and stuff. All right, go on. I'm not, <laughs> not into it. And then uh, Nathan, the professional wrestler, he's just like, I hate space. I My muzzle's way... L- Less and there was like, oh god, I hate when that guy talks. Um, <laughs> Ali and Mermaid's like, what are we gonna do? Um, and uh, Garada, because the heavy metal bitch is like, we've got to shoot a thing at the the dun the 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 death mun because we were in a tractor beam, and um, they're like, oh okay, and uh, Ali swims over, swim, she, she can swim in space, uh, to Boezy and was like, what do you got? And he's like, him, Boezy, and uh, Mr. Rage Mom become like really close friends. Nice. Yeah. And he's and they're like, Jeremy, what about your laser eyes? And he's like, 
I've been crying too much because of my lost toe. My laser oh. eyes don't work. Laser tears. Oh, they, they just stop working when you're uh, flooded, I guess. Yeah, he's lost his. He's lost. The laser eye tubes are ocularly flooded. Yeah, he's like, they're like, what are we going to do? And Mr. Rage Mom was like, shoot me over there. I'll take one for the team. Oh, hell yeah. I love this. The very hero <laughs> arc for Mr. Rage Bomb. Mm-hmm. And um, Lauren, the cave person that gets in the airlock and hits Mr. Rage Bomb with the big cave club towards the ship and he goes towards the mun and blows up and it disconnects the the uh tractor beam and the ai robot and i guess also shining donut go to they, they have to get the jump drive they get away and uh because but then they hear another transmission and it's it's andrew and he's like he's like greetings comrade i'm in, my name is andrew please help me I'm over here on this planet, a planet full of fire. And so they head towards that planet. And that's it for today. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out what happens on the fire planet. And if at the center of the galaxy is just Mikey, like it is in Mikey's head. Yeah. But we'll find out next week on another episode of uh, The The Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys, on Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye! I'm so glad we don't have to talk about puppets next week, nerds!